So my guests in studio for today's show are Brianna No and Gentry Pfeiffer. How are you doing, ladies? Hello. Good. And so Gentry and Brianna are both members of Hard Road Theater, a community theater group here in Highland. And we brought them on the show to learn more about Hard Road. I'd like to find out the history of the organization and kind of what both of you do uh, with the organization and the things that are going on. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. So Gentry, you're sitting over to my right, so we'll start with you. Why don't you give the listeners a little background about yourself, introduce yourself, and then kind of let them know how you got involved with Hard Road Theater. Yeah. Um, Hi. Uh, My name's Gentry. I live here in Highland with my husband. I've been working um, with Hard Road now for, I'm going on, I believe, nine years I've been in multiple shows, directed multiple shows. I do a lot with the kids program in in the summer, anywhere from 40 to 50 kids. Um, And then I am also the secretary on the Hard Road board. So I get to to help and be a part of that. All right, great. Brianna? Yeah, so I have been around. I just finished my fifth season with Hard Road. Um, Started out as an actor. Had a hard time going in because I'm a huge introvert. And Gentry was the first person that I met. Scared me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I try to dabble in everything. I've produced, assistant directed, um, stage managed, acted, and now I'm on the board. No official title, but board member. So I assume, like most community organizations, this is kind of, there's plenty of work for anybody that's willing to help out. Is that oh, kind of? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and we'll, we'll dig into some of that as we go through. But who wants to give us a little background of Hard Road in general? Um, I can. Um, so Hard Road started, we're actually working on our 20th season lineup. Uh, we started three com- uh, members of the community, Bill Sullivan, uh, Holly Martin, and John Jacko, got together and decided that they wanted to bring quality theater to the town of Highland. And I think we've been doing it for the past 19 years. So Hard Road's based here in Highland, but obviously it's a community theater, you know, outside of Highland, all the surrounding areas. You bring in people from all those areas? We market outside. So um, Hard Road, members of Hard Road belong to the St. Louis Metro um, Facebook page. And so we market any auditions on there. We've had people as far as Salem. Salem, Illinois, um, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, all over. Uh, St. Charles. Someone was up in Springfield. So what kind of productions do you put on? Is, it, is there a set schedule each year or how does that kind of work? We usually try to do uh, two to five shows a year, kind of depending on the year. We'll try to do three shows throughout the summer. We'll do a kids show, um, which is we're aiming for going into second grade to freshman year. Then we'll do a teen show. It's a slightly smaller cast, but a slightly more advanced script, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. And that's for high schoolers and junior high. And then we usually do an adult show. And then we'll try to usually do a fall show or a winter show. Kind of depends. Oh, that's quite a bit when you start thinking about everything that goes into each show, I'm it sure. It is. <laughs> so is there a specific location or do the show locations move around the community of where you actually hold the shows? For the most part, we try to stick uh, with the school district. Uh, the school here in Hi- or the Highland School District has been really good and supportive of us. We work with the elementary school and do shows there mostly during the summer. And then for a while we were doing things within the kennel at the Highland High School. And this past year, uh, we just did our first show at the middle school. We did Mamma Mia, which was a lot of fun to work within that space because it was a it was a challenge, but it was an it was a good challenge to work with. It was a new challenge for us new, to figure yeah. out how to work in a in a space that's not built for us. Yeah, and I I'll tell you, I can speak for uh, from somebody in the audience. You know, I, I do go to a lot of the shows, and you know, when they're at the middle school, you have the big theater sort of atmosphere, and you think, oh, this is going to be great. And I was kind of 
concerned, like what kind of set, you know, how's this going to be in this small area? And it was amazing how you guys, the set for Mamma Mia was, was awesome. We had a, we had some um, help from outside people that came in and um, one of our cast members jumped in and it was like a 16 foot by 20 something foot stage, I think is what we added on. So big. It, yeah. It, it was a taverna, right? It, it was. was. <laughs> We're excited to get back into the elementary school too, because they just renovated all of it. New chairs, uh, new flooring. We just put a new stage in a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and then they just did the, the chairs. So can anyone get involved, those of our listeners that, that might be kind of wondering if it's something they can do, can anyone get involved in, in many different roles, or is it just the people who want to actually perform? No, we welcome anything. I always try to, I produce a lot of the kids' shows, so I'm always talking to the parents, and I try to get the parents involved, um, whether on their own and acting on their own, which we've had some uh, jump in or say, you know, when the kid's old enough, they can do it. But we've got every capacity, running lights, running sound, uh, marketing, a little bit of anything you want to do. So whatever those positions are that are needed for the different performances, will you teach someone how to do those skills or should they, do they need to bring, you know, if they want to help with lights or sound, will you find something for them to do even if they have no experience? An interest is helpful. We had some kids that we had follow Carlos, our sound guy, um, over the summer and was able to run the adult show after running the kids show. Um, I've had parents of adults come and help me with set stuff because they wanted to be a part of it since their kids were a part of it. So having an interest helps, but we'll definitely teach you and we can teach you on the spot or we can let you observe, you know, we'll work with whatever you bring in. So, Brianna, I'm going to put you on the spot with this one because this is probably the biggest question I know I've had and, and I'm sure other people do. But what would you say to the people that might be interested in getting involved, but they're worried because they can't necessarily sing or dance or they haven't performed, but they really want to get into that part of it, that side of it? Everyone can sing along is my main thing. Um, my wife tells me they'll just turn my mic off when it's time to sing, right? Is that how that possible. works? Possible. You know, we have tr- <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, that shouldn't be a worry. And we've had a lot of people who are interested in theater, but don't necessarily want to be on the stage right away. So we can have them be backstage help because we always need hands backstage. Um, and that blossoms into something more being on stage. But ensemble is actually, we've talked about it before, that it's one, one of, of our favorites, f- favorite parts to be because you get to be in everything. Uh, there was a show that I was in. I was four different characters and I did stage crew when I wasn't on stage. Guy and girl roles. Yes. Yeah. I would think I was at that show. Too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and we talk about that all the time. It's so fun seeing how different actors or people that are actually performing can do different roles in the same performance. I would say just, just a couple of years ago, we did Oklahoma or just two years ago, two summers ago, we did Oklahoma. You started off as a tap dancing cowboy and then flipped to a girl and then flipped back to a farmer. Farmer. Yeah. And then I was a line dancer, or the can-can girl. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you're saying pretty much anybody can find something. They can find some kind of niche and they can kind of learn as they go and get involved. That's great. What type of commitment would you say, Gentry, is required for somebody who wants to be involved? I know, I think I remember the summer shows are a little bit more in-depth. You said a little bit longer, but how does that work? What can they expect as far as whether it's their child or the adult themselves wanting to get involved with what the commitment's going to be for each show? And it kind of depends on the show and it kind of depends on the role. Um, so there are some roles that are going to take more time, um, a little bit more effort, sometimes off stage and at home than they are at practice. Um, 
But I mean, we usually do practices a couple times a week for a couple hours at a time. Kid shows usually practice, usually practice is <laughs> over by 7.30, 8 o'clock, uh, kind of depending on the night. But then like the other parts of the show, like if you were wanting to do set or tech or even helping us run the house, that could be something as coming the last week of the show, learning what you need to learn and you're dedicating two weeks of your life rather than eight to 10 weeks of your life. There's plenty of people who don't show up for a lot of the practices just because they're not able to. Really the only mandatory is our tech week, which is when everything comes together, the lights, the sounds, your mics, everything is there. And then obviously the shows. So there's a little give and take with some of the practices. Um, but a lot of outside work, especially with musicals, if you're in your car, you're listening to the music. Now, where do the practices and all that, does it take place always at the facility where the show is going to be or how do you handle that? It really depends on the availability because we work hand in hand with the school. Um, so the kids shows, especially because it starts during the during school. school. Yeah. So the library is really helpful. Weinheimer is very helpful. We've been uh, to local churches. Yeah. We're non for profit. So everyone's been very accommodating to us and our needs with that. So really what you're saying is anybody out there that has a, a big facility that they'd be willing to let you use, you'd be interested in talking to them. Yeah. <laughs> we even have, we even have like our winter shows that had six or I'm sorry, this past year was four members. We went and we were at Highland Machine in their little conference room. Yeah. And we sang there with set up a piano and danced around practice. some tables. <laughs> we did. So each show, no matter whether it's one of the smaller shows or the larger kids show, they all kind of work the same. Can you guys explain how that works with auditions and like what can somebody expect when they come in and how long does that whole process kind of go? It's anywhere from like two months to two and a half months at the, at the most usually. Um, the audition process is, it, it's daunting for people who have done it for years, but it, it shouldn't be. You usually, you know, you go in, you introduce yourself, you get to meet the team, you either sing your song or read what's given to you or if they give you a monologue to read um, and then callbacks, which you may come back to and it's not necessarily a good or bad thing. Callbacks are just to kind of see how and where people fit better. Um, and then our casting list usually comes out within a, a week, days, yeah. yeah, less than a week. Um, and then practices start probably less than a week after that. I mean, there's always a read through of the script go through that. And then it, it kind of depends on the director. So some directors like to learn all the music and then they'll put you on stage or some of them like to block you and, and then you learn your music while you're learning the dances. So it really, that part really depends on the director. And I know each actor has their own thing that they prefer. So let's say somebody goes for a role they have in their mind, they want to do a certain type of role and they go through the process and maybe they don't get that role for that specific performance. Will, will you guys or the directors, will they actually try to find a role that fits that person or is it kind of an all or nothing? No. So Hard Road prides themselves on not pre-casting. Anyone that comes in has a fair chance. But there's been plenty of times that, you know, like I've marked down that I want XYZ role and haven't gotten it. And I always say I get three days to let myself be upset and then enjoy it. And I always use myself as an example. We did Shrek a couple years ago and I wasn't really particular on what role I wanted, but I wound up being Humpty Dumpty. And you did an amazing job. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. It was a little, uh, it was a little 
little sad at first because, you know, you're like, oh, I'm an egg. But then I found out, oh, I was a blind mouse and a bride and an exploding bird. And you just kind of have to run with it. And I wound up driving everyone crazy because I had exceptional puns the entire run of the show. It's really hard, especially for the kids to kind of get them over that hump of... If you have a lead this year, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're guaranteed a lead. Um, a lot of times in high schools, if you once you hit like the junior, senior, oh, then you're automatically given a good role. And it shouldn't be that way. Not everyone fits the right roles. I'm usually typecasted into princess roles. Gentry is usually typecasted. More evil. In, yeah. <laughs> and it's just with what, what, we can portray, what we portray and what we show off better. So we've talked a lot about Hard Road and kind of given the listeners an idea of what you guys are all about. What are some of the things that you struggle with? What are the things as board members or performers that have been involved with Hard Road for quite a while? What are the things that are difficult with each production for you guys? I think one of the main things that I would love is for Hard Road to have its own home, to have its own theater. You look at theater companies around us that have their home. A lot of people in Highland don't know we exist or think that we are working with the school or that mm-hmm. we're from the school, which is kind of scary because some of the people we have on stage are nowhere near <laughs> school age anymore. But I think that's that's the hardest thing is kind of wanting our own space. And I feel like we could we could do a little bit more and we could do more performances, different kind of performances. There's a lot of shows out there that are like two or three people that aren't necessarily worth all the time and effort of trying to coordinate with the school. And if we had our own space, it would just, it would free up our, our abilities to, to perform. Different kinds of shows, different. Yeah. Right. I know when we first kind of got involved with attending the shows, I kind of thought that it was a traveling type of theater group. Like I didn't realize it was a Highland based group. Mm-hmm. And I guess for that same reason, it's like, oh, they're at Highland high school this week. They're going to be at, you know, Troy high school in another month or whatever. So I'm sure having that, having to move everything like you do, whenever it's time for a performance, definitely makes it a lot tougher. And it can get confusing to the audience member. I mean, we put it on our posters and we put it on our postcards um, that we advertise with. But if you go to four shows in a row at the elementary school and then all of a sudden we switch it up and we go to the high school kennel, it can be it can be a little bit uh, confusing to patrons. Hard Road has traveled in the past. We've we have. Granite City, I know, uh, before my time. Um, we did murder mysteries. That was always fun. We would travel around and um, we did murder mysteries. We did at the old house of plenty. We did a murder mystery there. That was, that was a lot of fun. Our goal is kind of to get our name out there in general and, and show showcase anyone that wants to be in the arts. Cause that's the arts need to thrive. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of parents that say that um, like what we've done for them, what hard roads done for them and for their kids. Um, they go from, I mean, doesn't always happen, but they could be really shy and a little bit more introverted. And now they have 50 new friends that they can't wait to see in nine months at the next summer show. So yeah, we had a great one that. who was new to the school and didn't have any yeah. friends and then wound up being the, the prom king afterwards yeah, just she- because he got that recognition and was so good on stage. So along those lines, I mean, I'm sure that's something that you guys have thought about with having your own facility where where you at with that? Is that something that would need a major fundraiser or is it something that's always kind of in the back of everybody's mind? So uh, we are actually thinking about that and pushing a little bit more to the to the forefront of what we're doing. We do things for the school, but also to help Hard Road come up with its own space. We love working with the school and it's a dream to have our own space just to have a little bit more freedom because we do have to work with the scheduling of the school. But it, it it's 
they're super helpful to us and, and always there when we need them. And we're really beneficial to, I mean, to each other. We work together really well. I know we put in um, the big AC unit in their elementary auditorium. We've helped with lights. We've put in LED lights and bar lights. We just a couple years ago, we redid the whole stage, which is nice. It looks, it looks nice. It's now black. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's always good. They just put in new seating this past summer. So we kind of work together and the things that we do for them, they're doing stuff for us and it benefits both of us. We really and want the kids. to give back to the community. I mean, more than just watching a show, there's so much good that comes from it for a person's standpoint. Um, as an introvert, as somebody that has trouble speaking, as um, somebody that has trouble making friends, or as somebody that wants to lose weight over the summer. There's so many benefits to theater that aren't just, oh, that was fun. And I can definitely speak to that. I, I don't know if we want to mention names on the show or not we probably could because he wouldn't mind but before Mama Mia actually went live there was so much talk about one gentleman who was in the performance who was 80 70 oh, I think uh, I can uh, say yeah, names you know yeah yeah so I'll, I'll let <laughs> you go ahead him. and talk about that but but I know from just from the the casual person who attends the shows people were already talking about it like I can't wait to go see him you know, in the show, and that's what are they so have great that the people were excited about it, and oh, it warms my heart. Jr. Pottis is who we're talking about. Shout out to Jr. Yeah. If you're listening, <laughs> he is fabulous. He actually, so my lovely grandma Rose, hi, <laughs> handed out my phone number to him, and before auditions, because she knew I was helping out with it, I, I produced and stage managed the show, um, and he reached out and he's like, I, you know, I'm interested, but I don't know if I can do it. I said, the best you can do is audition. There's never a bad audition. At the very least, you, you know what to expect for next time. And he came in and he sang and he read well and he wound up fitting apart perfectly. We didn't have anyone else that would have even kind of done anything to it. And he was one that worked so hard on so it. So hard. Hours, hours, he, hours, hours. Yeah, like five or six hours. Yeah. Had, you know, I worked Running on Running dances. And, hey, video We it. do. We video all of our dances so that you can look at them at home and practice on your own. And we hear from parents that kids practice a lot. That's always good. But he did it. And he'd come he in and say it. And, you know, he would always ask, what can I do better? So it, it's just warming to see the community love it so much because I did hear it. You know, oh, it was fun to see but JR was my favorite, <laughs> which is okay. <laughs> he got his own page in the Pioneer. <laughs> so uh, Mama Mia had like half a page and then you turn to the back and it's JR Pottest. <laughs> and, and I think for those of you that are listening that might not know Highline, I mean, JR happens to be a guy that, you know, the name itself is known in town. He's been here, I think, his whole life and involved in a lot of different things. But Baseball, that, mostly. Yeah. He's right. not done this kind of stuff. He's done the choir, but nothing, no shows. So he said... Maybe one other show, or like in the seventies. Oh, maybe it might have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, that was that was awesome. But it's great to see that because I'm sure, hopefully, people seeing him in the show inspired them to maybe be involved in a, in an upcoming show or Definitely. something like that. So obviously, that's what it's all about. So you guys have talked a little bit about the financial side, and I do want to kind of get into that a little bit because I know all these shows take a tremendous amount of know, financial support. I know even at the shows, you tend to have a key sponsor or a, a main sponsor. Yeah. And I know those can be split. So I'll let you guys talk about that, how the sponsorship works and sort of what that goes to and what the benefit is. So our sponsorship, um, we usually try to get one main sponsor for each show. Um, tries to cover royalties. There's a lot of um, things that go in 
to doing a show payment wise. So royalties for the script, um, certain shows can be more expensive than others if they're popular. Um, we have to pay for maintenance fees and costumes depending on how the director runs it. Sometimes we rent them, sometimes the cast has to do it. So the sponsorship goes for that for our programs, for things um, to kind of... Our marketing. Yeah. Everything we do. So the uh, that brings up a good point. So if I am in the show or my child gets cast in the show, is it kind of on a case-by-case basis whether there's going to be anything out of pocket for me to supplement or is everything paid by Hard Road and the sponsors? Or If we're talking about kids shows, we do a fee and that covers, we always give them bags and bottles. It covers their CDs, script, scripts, um, and their, their cast, cast party parties. at the end. <laughs> um, we do snacks for the kids during tech week. Um, so all of what they pay for that is basically a summer babysitting for kind them. Of, yeah. <laughs> so is that, is that a set uh, fee or is it show by show? Can you give us a ballpark or what do you see runs? For the kids, the past couple of years we've done, we've done 45, um, and that's for the whole summer. But that's, that's just for, for the, the show. summer, yeah. Um, and kind of depending on the costumes, it's it depends on the show and kind of depends on who they are and what their costume is. We don't usually say, "All right, give us five hundred dollars and we'll provide all your costumes." It's we go online, we do our research. We have a costumer. I had a wonderful costumer this last year for Frozen, so and great. she did hours upon hours of research. So it kind of depends. We find the best deal. It, it really depends on the show of what you're going to have to pay. We've been lucky with the kids shows to have parents who absolutely adore what they do. So like the costumer, she wanted to do that. She wanted to spend the time working on it. She found joy in that. And, and, and that is very exciting for me. I love finding that those kind of people. As far as adult shows go, if they're more involved, like Shrek was more involved. So we rented those. So then we did have a fee, but it was, it, everything is kind of plastered up front of, you know, you're going to have to pay a fee for your costume or costumes you'll be have to find by yourself. It's not our, usually a surprise. Yeah. Our past show was, um, we did a Pinterest. You know, we said, this is what we're looking for. Bring it in. Any huge purchases, they have to be okay. So we do have a budget um, that's on the producer to kind of keep it running. But everything costs something. We are very crafty. A lot of <laughs> dollar store finds to make costumes. I think Sven and Olaf both came from either Walmart and or Dollar Tree this year. Just yep. odds and ends. What could we make? Plastic shoe racks. Now, I hate to say this, but refresh my So Olaf is the snowman. Uh-huh. Yes. Sven, and Sven is, Sven is a is reindeer. The, now, Sven was your idea? was my creation. It was her Crazy. her brainchild, and then I ran with it. So, again, from an outside perspective, that was an awesome character. Well, thank you. I mean, I really enjoyed it. And the girl who played that part, I mean, it was just... She did fabulous. It was amazing. You'd have to see it. I know on the podcast it's not going to do it much justice. Maybe I'll put a picture of it if you can get me one. We'll can, we can give you some videos. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Two-piece Sven, a uh, head and a bum. But it, but it was great because her facial expressions, I mean, you could really... It wasn't just somebody wearing a costume. Like, mm-hmm. you could actually see what her... And it came to life. We had a uh, <laughs> a fake one, and it was scary. So the body of Sven was made from a shoe rack that I was getting rid of. It was a metal and plastic shoe rack. And so I had enough to make two skeletons. And so it looked, it was a skeleton. It looked like a potato. And I put it on her the first time and she just like was, what are you doing to me? (laughs) And then the way she lit up, when she saw the real thing and came oh, yeah. to life, like her eyes, everything, she well, she just it, did a great job with it. It moved up and down. The, there was a spot for the tongue to Come flip out. out and grab a carrot. Uh, the mouth moved when she talked. So 
We really want cool. to inspire through it. And, and I just, I remember a lot of her, a lot of her role was just weird expressions yes. based on what was going on. <laughs> Acting. And, yeah. That part was awesome. I loved it. So, and then Olaf, of course. Yeah. The best part was when they accidentally put him back together in the wrong direction <laughs> yes. or whatever. So. Three piece uh, puppet, three, right? three yeah. actors on stage. They did a really good job. We had they them did. in a hula hoop the first week to get to walk in the Sometimes right Sometimes we try to, try to make, oh, put kids on in boxes before. Mm. They yeah. have to be stiff. That's happened. There's a lot of cheap teaching that goes I feel, I feel goes like on. we needed a disclaimer for putting kids in boxes. Right. So Wait a whatever. second. Uh, <laughs> I will say it is a pleasure working with Gentry. I've been with her for, I've probably done three or four shows mm-hmm. now with her, producing, assistant directing, doing odds and ends. I like to just help wherever I can. But she teaches these kids and... Um, you can see it. You can see it when they go to other shows. Like you can pick these kids out. She does great work with it. Aww. She's patient with them and they learn and they, they love her. Like there's times that she's gone on vacation and we have to try to hold down the fort when <laughs> she's gone. And we're like, you know, you have to behave because if Gentry comes back and this isn't good, she's not going to keep us. Well, that's what's good about having a whole team. I have a whole team from set designer to producer to assistant director and choreographers and so it's good to have a team, a good team behind you. And I do. I have a great team that's working. She's with me. assembled them. And, and and it makes a difference for a show. You can't do a show just with no. two people. You have to have people who are devoted to it. And if you know your lane, if you know, okay, I am choreographer, I'm doing this, it, it it's amazing how it falls together. Not always fast as what you'd like, but by end of deck week, hopefully by showtime. <laughs> well, I said to be cardboard. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a big part of being in the theater and being in the performing arts like this is that challenge of bringing it all together. I mean, a lot of times if it was easy and you had an unlimited budget and everything was, you know, done for you, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be nearly as fulfilling. I wouldn't think. I always say I hate drama and I hate drama of people. And so any of that, I will try to kind of curtail it early on, but the drama of like somebody took the guitar off stage and he has to (laughs) grab it next. So slide it back on while they're acting. That kind of drama is fun. It's fun to live in the moment. Yeah. (laughs) So that covers kind of what you can expect uh, from a cost standpoint for the performers. Now let's go ahead and get into the sponsors. We didn't touch on that. Is that a set amount for them at different levels? I think for the different performances. Well, it's two different, it's two different things. So we've got sponsors for the shows and that is kind of a set level thing and they get, they get, uh, to be promoted on the t-shirt and the bags and the bottles parades. and the posters and the parades. Um, and then we also have the theater club. So, and that's more towards helping us with like getting microphones and, um, and those are more patrons. Like yeah. So, um, or, or companies, we have companies that donate to it. So Absolutely. there's, uh, different levels that you can donate and you can get season tickets. Um, we we're very giving with that. If you're, if you're going to donate to us, we're going to do everything we can. We did backstage, um, oh, passes. And so I staged managed both, uh, the kids and adult show last year. And we had quite a few people walk through. We showed them the magic of frozen and, um, costume changes. Yeah. The, the Taverna, <laughs> they got to go upstairs and look at all of that how everything kind of works so the theater club that's kind of just somebody who wants to promote or help financially throughout the year kind of maybe every year just somebody that just likes to do that right? yeah and so it can be family but we also have businesses that do it and then we also do sponsorship for our program so we have a lot of people who don't necessarily want to sponsor a show or may not be a good fit to sponsor a show um but they can get a sponsorship in our program and one uh, purchase goes for all the shows for that year. 
Um, and it's it's good. I mean, with her show, it reaches how many people? Uh, we had almost two thousand. Yeah. So so pretty much then, if you do have a specific show when those come out, then there'll be sponsors for those shows. I know uh, some of the car dealers. Uh, who's we have the one a lot of regulars. Some- Staunton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Yeah. I got it right. Yeah. Go. So and one thing I liked about that is they actually uh, will come to the performances and do a little extra kind of 50-50 giveaway drawing that they do uh, on their behalf. I thought that was pretty neat, you know, um, to kind of get the audience involved. And it definitely promotes their business and is also helping the theater. So so we have a lot of local banks that help out. Like I know Scott Credit Union has has sponsored us multiple times, Bradford National Bank, and sometimes they'll they will be our house people. So they will be the ones taking the tickets and giving out the programs and they help out in that way as well. For those that want to donate, whether it's to the theater club or uh, for a specific show or just pretty much anything or donating their time, where would they go? Would they go to the, either the Facebook page or the website? Either one. We, we man both of them pretty well. We try to answer as fast as we can. Our website is hardroad.org. I will say it again, hardroad.org. It is under construction right now. Um, We've got some great guys that are working to revamp it. We're really trying to rejuvenate Hard Road and kind of uh, connect more with the community. Um, We're trying to do a couple more uh, fundraisers. We've done trivia nights in the past. Mm -hmm. We've got a pub crawl that's coming up, and we have a chicken and beer dance that's in the works. Just trying to get our name out there so we can kind of meet some of our end goals just to be able to perform more. I can't tell how many times the kids after the shows are, what's next your show? When are we doing another one? Are you doing something that kids can be involved? So what is, you mentioned community and obviously while the website's being redone that they can still go to the Facebook page. Of course. Yes. Right? So just search hard road theater on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think I searched Hard Road Highland, Illinois and it came right mm-hmm. up. So we have the hard road page and we have our friends of hard road on Facebook as well, which we, we update both of them. I say friends is like to give, um, hey, this is what we're doing next. And what do you think about this? So. Okay. And so, Brianna, do you want to talk for just a little bit about the upcoming? I mean, I know this is, you know, the podcast is going to go out and this event may be over if somebody's listening (laughs) to this a year from now. But since we do have that coming up in November, the pub crawl, do you want to kind of give some details on that? Sure. I'm very excited about it. Um, We're this is a different fundraiser for us. The trivia night is a lot of work, a lot of questions, a lot of a lot of um, thought that has to go into it. And so I wanted to do a fundraiser that played to the masses of like myself that are lazy. I'll go. I will participate, but I don't want to do a lot of work. So our pub crawl is on November 16th. Uh, Registration at Flanagan's from 1 to 2. Very simple. So everyone's going to get a card. There's a hole punch at each bar. So we're going to Flanagan's, Frail Shake, Corner Keg, Ethel's, and then ending at Sam's at 6. So at each bar, you get a chance to win an attendance prize. And they're all from the community, for the community, by the community. Um, And and you'll get a chance to, to win those. We'll give you extra chances to win those. And then there's going to be a grand prize at the end. So if you hit all the bars and get a whole punch at all the bars, name goes in for the grand prize. And, and then we're going to have some karaoke at the end because theater people, we have to sing. And you don't have to. It's also, you can sing it. You can dance along. A lot of theater people <laughs> don't sing. But. Okay. So Brianna, I, I started out by putting Gentry on the hot seat uh, initially with her having to ask the first question. So, uh-huh. so I'm going to bring this next one to you. And if you could just tell the listeners, what's your favorite thing about being part of Hard Road Theater for all these years? It really depends on the show and it depends on my situation. So um, 
I love helping Gentry because she allows me to be creative. She gives me ideas and then I, I go run with them. So creativity. Um, I love the social aspect of it. I'm not an extremely social person, but I'm very comfortable with these people because as theater people, we are who we are. We get to act a fool. It's wonderful. Um, and then, oh man, yeah, singing on the stage. I absolutely love that. And the drama behind the stage, I love running that. So anywhere they need me, I love helping out with. Awesome. All right. So Gentry, it's your turn. What is your favorite part of being involved with Hard Road Theater for all the years that you've been with them? Yeah. Um, so I, I love being on stage. I love acting. I love playing the goofy roles and doing the weird things on stage. Always a blast. But I would have to say that I love directing the kids. Um, I'm going, this is, this past show is my eighth show. I've done it for the past eight summers and I've met so many kids, hundreds and hundreds of kids. Um, some that have traveled and still keep in contact that I see randomly. We have been in Disney World <laughs> and someone yelled Gentry. I'm not That's kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I've so I love meeting them. Um, they're probably my favorite part. Teaching them, um, not always just the basics, but the basics of theater and seeing the aha moment, like when they get oh, that's probably one of my favorite things to witness. Um, doing it for the kids. So. I'd say that. The kids. That's great. All right. So as we wrap up the show today, Brianna, anything else you want to give a shout out to before we uh, wrap everything up? Come see a show and come have fun at the pub crawl with us. We'll be there all day. <laughs> Singing at the end. All right. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And thank you very much for everything you do for the community of Highland and for Hard Road Theater. It's a great organization. I know we've been season ticket holders for three years now. And, uh, Always look forward to what the new shows are. So thanks again. Thank oh, you. Thanks. And that's going to conclude today's episode of the Voices of Highland podcast. If you'd like to be a guest or a sponsor on a future show, you can get more information at our website, voicesofhighland.com. Thanks again for joining me. And until next time, have a wonderful day.